and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, thank you for revealing yourself to us in many different ways. Part of which, Lord, is when we worship you, that you would speak to us, comfort us, and strengthen us. And so today, Lord, we lift up your name all over again, Lord, over our lives and our families. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning again, everyone. We're continuing our devotional series this year on uh, going through the different miracles that God uh, that God uh, did and is continually doing all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament and even up to our time, you know, the counterpart of these miracles, at least in our time. Today, we'll be reading from Exodus chapter 4 in verse 27 up to 31. So go ahead, if you have a Bible, go ahead and read with me. It says here, The Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord with which he had sent him to speak and all the signs that he had commanded him to do. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. And the people believed. And when they heard that the Lord had visited the people of Israel and that he had seen their affliction, they bowed their heads and worshipped. That's a wonderful passage. I mean, coming from, coming from what we from uh, what we've talked about uh, in the previous devotional, and you you know that of God's calling for Moses, that God called Moses and even gave, gave him three specific miraculous signs that he could perform in front of the elders of the people of Israel and even in front of Pharaoh. And now God is asking him to already embark on that journey for that calling to begin, for Moses to now move to Egypt, bring his whole family, and, and begin to do what God called him to do. Have you, ever, have you ever been in such a place? Has God ever asked you to start something really big, really big? It's, it's very clear what he wants you to do. Have you ever felt terrified to even begin? What did it take for you to actually take that step of faith? What has God done after you took that step of faith? That's where we'd like to go in this part of the story of Moses. You see, the context is that miraculous signs reveal who God is and what He can do, right? So we've seen that. Uh, every miraculous sign points to a facet of who God is, to God's greatness, to God's power, to God's love, and so on. But at the same time, miraculous signs also serve to validate the messenger and the message. I know we've just finished our uh, series on miracles coming from the Gospel of John, and we've learned that those miraculous signs um, point to an aspect or a facet of who Jesus is. And we've seen the same, that same phrase, miraculous sign, we get to see or hear in Exodus also. In fact, I've been reading uh, the book of Exodus and, and listening to it also, and I've noticed that each of the ten plagues, it was mentioned as miraculous signs. Very similar to what John, uh, John in his gospel mentioned. So these miraculous signs reveal who God is, and at the same time, they also were designed to validate Moses and Aaron to be God's messengers. They validate God's message, and Moses and Aaron to be God's messengers. And so, this, Moses is now at an important juncture in his calling. 
What will he do after God has spoken to him from the burning bush? How will he proceed? How will he begin? I think to a certain degree, that's pretty much our experience, right? God gives you a call, asks you to take a step of faith to obey, and then the third thing that's going to happen is that he will validate, validate your obedience with these miraculous signs, with the way that he intervenes into your situation and affirms to you first that, oh, you're right. I'm on the right direction. And also affirms to the people around you, say, for example, your family, that indeed that is God's direction. One particular um, season in my life that I had to start something new was in the area of calling to vocational ministry, to be a, a minister of the gospel. Pretty much to me, the call came around 1993 when I was in second year uh, college. And of course, I still completed my college and then after that worked a bit as a physical therapist. But then two years after graduation in 1998, while I was on the brink of being able to, of going abroad and, you know, uh, having a lucrative career as a physical therapist there, the Lord, in, the Lord interrupted that, that whole process and told me at that specific time in 1998, John, it's time for you to begin in that calling I gave to you. And that literally, that messed up. <laughs> You know, my plans that messed up, you know, my, my family's plans uh, for me also. And, and I, I look back to that and I realize, Lord, that was a difficult thing. It was a season that you asked me to start or to embark on something. It was difficult. But the Lord convinced me. <laughs> the Lord uh, encouraged me, spoke to me a few times as I was reading the word and as I was praying, encouraged me a few times that that was indeed the timing of God. So I did take that step of faith. I did take that step of faith. But... The situations were not necessarily in my favor. For one, my family did not want it, especially my parents. And I, I honor my parents and I love them. But I also recognize that at that time, that was as much as we all understood. And so to a certain degree, it was difficult for them to accept the fact that I would forego of a potential lucrative career and then instead settle in ministry. But then at, at, at some point, I, I, I realized they also prayed with me even though it was difficult for them to, to accept, at some point, I still saw God's telltale signs of doing miracles to validate that direction. For one, I was supposed to really assist in helping my, our youngest sibling to be able to go through college. By some way or another, the Lord still provided for her to be able to eventually finish her college. Secondly, the following year, uh, we, we were uh, sort of in debt, recovering from a lot of expenses because we had a sister that uh, went in and out of the hospital and we really had difficulty. But then at some point, God gave us a financial breakthrough through the work of our mom. And, you know, God just gave like a, uh, just a windfall of blessing that it to a certain degree covered a big portion of the debt. And then this one, this, this, last, uh, this last miracle that, that validated that direction was it happened two years later, almost two years later, after I already uh, was a campus minister, a campus missionary, and I was preaching in one of the campuses along Taft Avenue that my father, uh, that my father visited me and actually heard me for the first time to preach and, you know, shook my hand so, so wildly and, and, and told me, John, I didn't know that this was what you're doing and, and affirmed what I was doing as I was ministering to young people. And he told me at that time that, John, it was difficult for us to accept that direction for you to go into the ministry, but now we understand it more. And, you know, and that was another miracle, a validation from God 
uh, of, of that specific direction. So, so did, did you notice that, that, uh, that progression? You receive a call from God, you take a step of faith, and then God does miraculous things to be able to validate that direction. That's exactly what happened to Moses. In Exodus chapter 4, verse 27. So here's Moses, went back to his father-in-law already, you know, uh, you know, packing his stuff, bringing his whole family with him. And, and the Lord was working on the other end with Aaron. Verse 27, the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And they met. <laughs> they met in the middle of that journey. Aaron also went to the, mount, to the mountain of God, the Horeb, which is the same mountain where, where Moses encountered the burning bush and received his call from the Lord. Further, it says there, so he went and met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. Could you imagine that conversation? I mean, I mean, it's one of the first validations. It's a miracle to actually, you know, it's a wilderness. How do you encounter a guy coming from Egypt? And then, you know, Moses is with his family and then they would see each other. I mean, there was no ways or Google Maps at the time. How was God able to position them right in front to be able to really literally meet with each other and I could imagine the conversation. Aaron came to him, kissed him. They were catching up on 40 years of not being together. I mean, whoa, between two brothers. Aaron was 83 years old at that time. Moses was 80. So they were telling stories. And then Aaron would say, the Lord spoke to me to go to you. For me to actually go into the wilderness. Because apparently God said something to you. What was it? And then Moses would tell the story. And then Moses would be amazed. But whoa. Really, as God was speaking to me, He was also speaking to you. So we're going to do this together, Aaron. Oh man, this is so amazing. First validation. That was God's, that was a miracle for them to come together, Moses and Aaron. And uh, I'm sure that that brought great comfort to Moses, knowing that, Lord, we're actually on the right track. Moving to verse 28. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord with which he had sent him to speak and all the signs that he had commanded him. To do. God spoke to Aaron to come. <laughs> and that was a miracle in itself. And the Lord validated that direction for Moses. Verse 29, the second one. Then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the people of Israel. So, here they were. They finally got to Egypt. I don't know how long the travel may, and uh, it took, but everything that they went through and, you know, the bonding between the two brothers. And finally, they came to the elders of Israel. And of course, Aaron knew them. So he was probably the one who gathered them together. And Moses began to, you know, Moses and Aaron began to speak to them and tell them about everything that God has spoken to Moses. Uh, verse 30, Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. So, Aaron and Moses did the miraculous signs. Those three things, the, the rod turning, the staff turning into a serpent, the leprous hand, and then finally the water turning into blood, the water from the Nile turning into blood. And that was the second validation that God, that this was indeed God's direction. And that, the fulfillment of those miracles validated Moses and Aaron to be God's messengers. That those miracles validated Moses to have really encountered God. It also validated their message. You see, the Lord intends to be able to put those into your path as you've already begun to obey Him. Has God spoken to you about a particular venture, a particular area of faith that you will need to step out in? And as you begin to do so, have you experienced God's miracles, validating that direction and opening doors of opportunity because of your step of obedience? 
the final thing that happened to them, and this is a miracle in itself. In verse 31, and the people believed. The elders of Israel believed Moses and Aaron. They believed. And not only did they believe, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the people of Israel and that He had seen their affliction, that's, that's like being reminded of the promises that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which most probably the elders of Israel have already forgotten. Or at the least, they put it at the back of their minds because they've experienced around 400 years of suffering here at the hands of the Egyptians. I mean, what a way to be able to snuff out all hope. And now the Lord comes, speaks through Moses and Aaron, brings them back hope. And that brings so much comfort to the people. In fact, it says there, they bowed their heads and worshipped. That's a natural response to be able to hear the kindness of God again spoken to your life. You see, for every one of us to whom God has given a particular direction, calling, command, I pray today that you might recognize that the context of all of that is to be able to fulfill the promises that He has for your life to begin with. It is not to make life more difficult for you. It is not meant to just, you know, just for God to play around with your life. No, not really. The Lord is out fulfilling a promise that He has given probably decades ago to you. And now, He gives you a specific command, a direction, a calling that is challenging you to obey. Would you be willing to take that step of faith? Will you be willing, like Moses, to go to your father-in-law and say, I need to go back to Egypt? Would you be willing to talk to Zipporah, your wife, and tell him, the Lord spoke to me in the burn burning bush. And it's unbelievable, I know, but I feel like this is what God... And then he would talk to his children, and then he would gather everything they have and what they have familiarly known for 40 years to take a step of faith into the wilderness where they could die, just in the travel. And then the Lord would validate that direction because Aaron would arrive. The Lord would validate what God has spoken to both of them. Then they would speak to the elders and then they would believe. And then all of them would worship God. I'm excited for your journey. As God has commanded you, called you, given you a direction, I'm excited for you to take your step of faith. And we're excited for your journey because in that, in the way, on the way, the Lord will reveal His miraculous signs, His wonders, His miracles for you. And you'll come to know Him even more. And at the end of that journey, you'll say, Lord, thank you for calling me. Thank you for asking me to do this. Thank you for the grace to obey. And thank you for validating the path, the way, with your miraculous signs and wonders. Allow us to pray with you now. Lord, I pray for everyone, Lord, of our brothers and sisters here now, trusting you, God, for a specific direction. Some of them have taken a step of faith already. Some of them are, are still waiting, are still terrified. Lord, I pray that you would enable us today. Give us the conviction to take that step of faith and obedience to you as our Lord, as our Master, who has a call for our lives, who has a purpose for our lives, who's fulfilling promises for our lives through our obedience. And so, Lord, give us grace to take those steps of faith. For those of us who've already taken steps of faith, Lord, I pray now, Lord, that you would do your signs, wonders, and miracles before them and validate that direction. Would you move powerfully on their behalf? Open doors of opportunities. Lord, bring healing, bring strength, bring joy. Would you be the one to move on their behalf in a powerful way? Lord, thank you. Bless your people as we take those steps of faith and obedience towards you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship God. Jesus Jesus You're the anchor 
Thank you for speaking to us, for encouraging us, for validating the direction and the calling you've given us. Lord, enable us today to take those steps of faith to obey, and would you bless our way. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn His face towards you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.